This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Zoll Medical and Zoll EMS and Fire. Engine 1, Engine 4, Truck 2, Truck 10, Ambulance 82, Battalion 2, Fire 1020 North Main, help is on the way. After a long absence, was it was back. it long? Yeah, it feels like it feels like an eternity. Well, you keep getting us involved in these projects, <laughs> these other projects, and some family things have been uh, happening with the crew. But yeah, just when we made it through COVID, we get projects, projects, family emergencies, family, you know, just life. Yeah, but our guest today, from straight from Gary. I mean, you came straight from Gary. I came from Valparaiso. So oh, Valparaiso, that's Indiana. farther, right? Yeah, it's farther, about a half hour farther. <laughs> Jeez, Almighty! Yeah, about a two-hour drive. Well, thank you for coming out. Um, Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, our guest is Ron Smith um, from uh, Gary Fire Department, the Gary Fire Department, and we ran into you um, at the Yard Foundation, the Talk Derby to Me uh, event, which was fantastic. Great event as always, Clem. Thank you. Great t-shirts. Great everything. Yeah. Stickers. Yeah. But uh, a bunch of people there introduced us and said that you were a guy we definitely had to have on the podcast. And so here we are. So you are a crowd favorite, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) They have very low standards. (laughs) Well... I cannot speak for the standards of our listeners, but uh, I think the standards of our (laughs) listeners are, yeah, well, I'm talking about the guys you guys were talking about that night. Uh, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, low, very low, very low. Shout out, shout out to Nick. Yeah, we love you, Nick. Yeah, we're gonna meet up with Nick, uh, or I'm going to. If you guys, uh, maybe he can come out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's free, so there you go. There you go. We'll be running into him soon. But we before we get into, you got a million things going on. We just want to go to the beginning. How did you get started in the fire service? Because you've been, you've been in the fire service for how long here, Ron? Uh, I started taking fire science classes in 1986, uh, the year after I graduated high school. Okay. Because uh, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew, I knew when I was seven. So if you want to go back to the beginning... Um, um, the youngest of seven kids, the only boy, my dad really wanted a boy. So he really kept trying. <laughs> he was not going to stop trying. Your poor got mother. My, I got my grit from my dad. He does not <laughs> stop. So, um, my older sisters were out trick or treating on Halloween and they didn't want to take me cause I was their kid brother and I was home with my mom. My dad was a truck driver. He's gone. And uh, one of my sisters made a jack-o'-lantern, thought she'd be innovative and put the candle in the back of the pumpkin instead of down in the bottom. And it burnt out, fell onto my parents' bed, lit the bed on fire, lit the curtains on fire. So I was watching TV. My mom was making cookies because she felt bad, whatever. So uh, the smoke alarm went off and I don't know if you guys know about smoke detectors in the seventies, they weren't very good. <laughs> so the thing would always go off when my mom was cooking. Maybe, maybe it was my mom's cooking. I don't know. Uh, 
So I, I had a little step stool. I would reset the alarm, and I went put the step stool down. And I looked in the room, and the bed and the curtains were on fire. So I told my mom, I said, your, your bed's on fire. And I don't know what she did. I kind of, you know, focused on the fire, and I ran out in the living room and took – there was a vase. They were fake flowers, but I took the flowers out, and I went to the kitchen and was filling up the vase, which takes a very long time when <laughs> – a bed's on fire in your house, <laughs> <laughs> and you're seven. Uh, so I got one load. I got it, dumped it on, knocked it down pretty good, but it was still smoldering. So I went back and got another load, uh, like a tanker, tanker shuttle operation, but came back and put it on the on the bed. And it was pretty much out by the time the fire department got there. And they were, I'm, pro- I'm sure that they were upset. You know, they thought they had a job, and <laughs> the seven-year-old kid put it out. So, so. you got your first knock. Yeah. At seven years old, yeah. your first still. Yep, my first still in box was uh, <laughs> at seven years old. I was a rookie at the time. Well, before we go on, I'm going to fill this glass with whiskey, if that's all right with you. Huh? <laughs> that's fine with me. If you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Because I get you a glass, too. Shit. So. I'll take a little taste. I don't want to. Well, we got enough here to taste. And we got a long while to go around, so yeah. you take as many tastes as you want. <laughs> There's your, there's your glass there. Thank you to uh, Burbank Food and Liquor for this uh, Ooh, wonderful... Uh, I was about to ask who... Uh, Burbank Food and Liquor. There you go. Proud sponsor of the show. Everybody drop what you're doing and head to Burbank. <laughs> what, what else they got over there? They got food. They got like a delicious food court. Uh, it's like homemade tamales and what have... And taco. Oh, it's just, like the food's there is amazing. So if you're from up here and you don't mind being in a car for two, three hours, <laughs> completely worth it. But if you're if, if you're from down south, like, go over there. Yeah. Go over there. You're and not paying the Chicago taxes. <laughs> All right. Where were we before we were interrupted? Cheers, by the way. Sure. Thank, thank you so Cheers. much for driving thank, down. Oh, Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Seriously. That's not bad. That's really not that bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, it's bad things go. <laughs> all right. So that, and you didn't have any family on the job or no, anything like no, that? No, no, no. So the fire department showed up and um, they they asked me if I wanted to sit in the rig. So I went out and sat in the rig and they put a helmet on me. And uh, they said, uh, you want to blow the horn? I said, sure. So I, they let me honk the oh, horn. Man. It was the old chain thing, you know. That was a done and, deal uh, after that, Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? Well, almost. Then okay, he said, all right. He said, hey, you want to? You want to do the siren? I said, oh, yeah. So he slid me over to the officer's seat, and that's when I knew I was home. <laughs> <laughs> so I stepped on the siren, and uh, it, it was just, you know, any any kid that w- went through that would have felt the same way about the fire department. Well, it seems to be a you were common ruined. theme. You were ruined after that. Ruined. Yeah. yeah. But, but think about the common theme. Rick Vega was in here. <coughs> the guy put the helmet on him, oh, and yeah. it was instantaneous. He goes on for, a, you know, a storied career. His interaction as a kid with some Chicago firemen, and you get anointed with a fire helmet as a kid, <laughs> and I think it was roughly the, they were roughly the same age when that happened, right? Right around just seven. about, yeah. just about. You never know what you what's going to influence somebody, right? Where where did you where did you actually grow up though? I grew up in Fort Wayne. I grew okay. up in, in the city. Um, so Indiana was your your home for yeah. I've always time. lived in that's the only place I've ever lived. Yeah. When did you start really like pursuing a career in the fire service? So I was, um, 
you know, and I'm not going to tell a sad story, but my dad left. And so I was with my mom and my sister and we had to move out of our house. We moved in these really crappy apartments. Um, uh, if anybody's listening that still lives there, they're very nice. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was, uh, you know, welfare, you know, cheese and the, the stamps and stuff. A lot of people don't stuff. realize that there was an actual thing. Government cheese was actual, uh, yeah. an actual thing. Yeah. It's an actual it, thing. And it wasn't horrible. I mean, it was more of a, the stigma of getting something free was probably worse than the taste of the cheese. But <laughs> so, um, I, you know, my dad wasn't around. Uh, he was he was boozing when he was around uh, as a truck driver, so he wasn't around very much anyway. But um, <clears throat> so we moved. Uh, I ended up there was a kid that got in a uh, so the kid that was in my homeroom sitting in front of me uh, said, "Hey, there's going to be a fight across the street at the VA hospital. You, you want to go over there after school?" I said, "Sure, I love fights. You know." <laughs> so this kid ended up getting beat up. They were both little kids. I was about this size when I was in seventh grade. So um, <laughs> he got beat up, and he was walking home. I asked him which way he was going to go. You know, I said, you're going that way. I said, I'm going that way, too. So I'll walk with you. So we ended up going over to his house, and his way in the house was through the garage. So it was a nice house. They had a pool and stuff. So he opens up the garage door, and there's a white leather helmet hanging on the wall. I was like, oh, man, whose helmet is that? He's like, that's ah, my dad's. He's stupid. I was like, oh, man, it's awesome. I put it on, you know. Uh, I was like, what is your, you know, where's your dad work? He said, nah, he's the chief. He was the chief of, of the job, <laughs> chief of department. And um, he retired about, I think he retired about the time I graduated. But he was always very, very nice to me uh, when he shouldn't have been, you know. He always joked about it in later years about me being the bad kid, you know, bad influence on his kid and stuff. And, but he was always nice to me. He took me on vacations, and he got me a job. Uh, I got in a little trouble at school. I This may come out. I don't know. I threw the gym teacher in the pool, so I got expelled. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not coming out. <laughs> no. And, uh, listen, that's not the worst that I've heard. We have a mutual acquaintance who stabbed somebody in school and got kicked out. So. Oh, we'll get to, we'll get to stabbing and oh, okay. all that stuff. All right, later. cool. We're, so, only, um, we're only at pushing right now. Yeah, right. All right. So and I, we picked her up, me and another guy picked her up, threw her in the pool. So I got expelled. And when I did, he, he got me a job at a fire extinguisher company. So I was basically driving around um, doing yearly inspections on fire extinguishers and, you know. In high school? Maintenance. In high school that, that was, I was That was right at the end, you know. Um Right at the end. And then I also shot fireworks with him. He he shot he owned a company that shot professional fireworks, so I did a what, lot of there's a there's a term for that, right? There's a pyrotechnician. Is that if right? you will? I yeah. thought that there was like a, a, a some kind of nickname. I liked pyrotechnician. Yeah. I was a pyrotechnician. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I started I started that in high school. He let me do a couple, you know, mostly lifting and carrying stuff, but yeah, I started off. I and I had a I long can see, career. I can see where you're headed. You know, you're, you're, you're being steered. Yeah. And it was because of him. And and like I said, he, he treated me really well. It took me on, I I mean, cause I barely went out of the state when I was uh, a kid. I mean, our idea of giant vacation was, you know, a day at Cedar point or something. So, um, he took me to the first trip. We went to, um, Philmont scout ranch, um, in New Mexico. And, you know, we drove there. And so we went to, 
Grand Canyon, went to Pikes Peak, a couple other places. Pretty cool. And then the next year he took, we went to Yellowstone Park. Same thing, drove out there, you know. So he was always very, very nice to me. And uh, I just, that's that that was the whole, really, you know, when I was a kid, everyone wants to be a fireman. Everything's, you know, lights and sirens, shiny trucks and stuff. But, um, you know, once I met him and he everything was squared away. He was a very squared away guy. Obviously, if he's his chief department, he's squared away dude. Uh, and he was an instructor as well, so. You're already out of high school at this point. You're working for the fire extinguisher company, and you're doing pyrotechnics. Where do you decide that you're going to apply for a job in the fire service? This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho. Today we have Dahlia from Sports and Ortho. Hi, Dahlia. Hey, Vince. How are you doing? Welcome back. It's been a while. We wanted to talk about uh, a couple things here before we get started on the podcast. Number one, uh, you have a new location. We do. We have our Saganash location. So all you Northsiders, you have a new place for rehab and ortho. There are eight locations across the Chicagoland area. So if you go to sportsandortho.net, you can find your location that's close to you. And one of the other things, speaking of locations, if you're a city employee and you get hurt, you have the option to request sports and ortho when you're being assigned some physical therapy, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can always choose us. We're on the city plan. So, um, you know, if you want to come to us, we are happy to see you. Yeah, you're not you're not locked into whoever they send you to. You can always make a request to go to a better facility if you'd like. And Sports and Ortho is a good alternative. We think so. Uh, one one day that uh, I had just finished up with the, I drove this old step van. It looked like a pretty, it would make a pretty sweet squad back in the day, but big step van with fire extinguisher stuff in it. So I parked the van and I went into his office. He was like the vice president of the company. He had, I had retired at that time. And I told him I was going to apply for the job. And the only place I was really going to apply for was Fort Wayne because that's all I really knew. I grew up there my whole life. And, and he was really the only fire department person I knew. And then, you know, people that I met through him. But but you so, knew that they were going to be <coughs> testing? or Yeah, they, you know, test on a regular basis. It's a pretty big job. It's I, I don't know for sure, but I think there's about 320 members there. Um. 20, 20 firehouses, something like that. So, yeah, I knew they'd be testing. So I told him that I wanted to, you know, put in the application. Is there anything I special I needed to do? You know, should I should I be a volunteer or should I go to school? Or... So um, I he said that the school wouldn't help, you know, because it's a municipal job. It's just they're taking people off the street. There was, at, especially at that time, there was no requirements, no EMT, no nothing. And the union at the time kind of frowned upon volunteers. So he said, don't volunteer. So I didn't. So I just went to, went to Ivy Tech, um, you know, community college for fire science. And Was that a prerequisite for that department? No, no, okay. not at all. No, there's nothing. Pulse. Pulse and a, <laughs> a high school diploma. And um, okay. that's it. Well, you, uh, so you're, you're starting to head down this road. And you, it seems like you're kind of getting a, some guidance from 
your buddy's dad, and he was influencing you to to go down this path? Yeah, I, not necessarily, and not, not directly. He didn't, you know, think that I should, <clears throat> and maybe he... He didn't want Again. you. To, he didn't want you to. No, I wouldn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he um, he he did encourage me. He did, um, but not directly. I mean, it was just. It was more. There was a lot more, um, just me looking up to him than him sure. really guiding me. Okay. I'd, and I, you know, um, I kind of blame him for not letting me know that there were departments that had Kelly days and and there's departments <laughs> that worked four platoons. Four platoons. <laughs> Now you decide to test for your hometown, mm-hmm. and where do you land on that test? I, the written test was pretty high. I really did. I'm a pretty good test taker. Uh, not the smartest guy in the world, but I remember stuff. So I I land pretty decent. Okay. How long How long did it take for you to get called? Uh. Well, I, so I went. So there's so that you. Do the written test, and then you get invited to the agility test. And the agility test is basically pass-fail, I think, at the time. Give, give, me a, give me some of the things you had to do with the agility test. The agility test was uh, they, gave you a, they gave you a fire coat and a air pack and a hard hat, and you had to go through a course. For them, you had to go through a course. Uh, you had to lift a fan into a windowsill. You had to take a big uh, transfer of valve, you know, for for the supply, and you had to take it off of the bumper and and carry it over to the to the hydrant, and you had to drag a dummy and things like that. Um, and I did pretty well on that as well. So the first the first time I took the te- or signed up to take the test, I my buddy, his son, uh, took the test as well. And he was in college right, uh, for engineering or something, and I was working. I had a kid at that at that time already, <laughs> um, so he was that was that was ninety one, and um, so I decided not to go on with the test because I wasn't sure if I was mature enough, and I was you know there was other things going on in my life. That, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show on the video, but not on the audio. So, um, so I wasn't sure if I could you know passed the test, if you will, and I wasn't sure if I was ready for that, uh, so I just backed out of the test. And when I told oh, you him, did, did you, the first time you just backed out, yeah, I just backed out. And you're you're 23 at this time, right? It's 20, yeah, it's about 22 or 23. Okay. So, um, I back out. My my buddy ends up getting on the job. He's, oh. he's still on the job. He's a captain. Uh, and he said that he was just going to do it in the meantime because he really wanted to make big money. He didn't want to make that fire department money, but he's <laughs> he's doing okay. He's all right. Um, so when I backed out, I told him about it, and I told him why, and he's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, <laughs> you know, because all of his hooks are starting to go away because he retired, you know, and he's um, – I said, well, I, I, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just how I felt. So – so did you con- did you continue to work for the the fireworks place? No, the- I was doing fireworks. I did fireworks basically until I moved to Northwest Indiana because uh, he sold it. He he basically sold out to a company. But he gave it to he gave a portion of the company to his son, and his son's still doing it. But um, yeah, we. I mean, it was a it was a pretty big business. He like on the Fourth of July, he he probably had probably you know upwards of 
at the peak probably 10 shows going at once and one really big one for the city of Fort Wayne and did a big show uh, at the end of the big festival in Fort Wayne off the top of a 28-story bank building and just yeah, it was really cool. I really liked it. I, I did. It was just I lived too far away to continue it. So then I uh, <clears throat> they let me go. <laughs> when he left, uh, he left the he left there to go work for the phone company doing safety. So uh, they let me go about the same time. Uh, and I don't know if he was keeping me there or whatever, whatever. So then um, I did a couple odd jobs, and uh, like I said, I had a little kid. And um, there's a a great backstory with music, but. We don't really need to go there, really. It's <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. We'll yeah, we'll circle back. Yeah, yeah we'll just remind back. me because it's a local. Like, actually, it was, they, they had a practice place right on Belmont. So. Oh, okay. It's probably here in this building. <clears throat> no, it was, it no? was on Belmont and Central on the corner. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, anyway. Because there's musicians and recording studios on the other side of this building. Yeah? Yeah. No, there's, it's in a the basement, there, and it had a, <laughs> it had a sewage leak in the basement. It was horrible. There was, like, two bands over there. I, circle back. <laughs> um, so I uh, I looked at it. There was an ad in the newspaper for construction labor, and uh, I figured that was probably my best bet. Um, having no real skill and, you know, whatever. Uh, so I, f- I called them up, and they hired me, and it was – Doing concrete construction, which was hard work. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't. I don't think there's a harder job out there. No, I, there's I, not many harder <laughs> jobs. Like physically harder. That was. It was very hard. Um, I think but, I had a guy call me one time. It was like, hey, he owned a concrete. You know, doing concrete side jobs. He's like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to work. You want? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> I'd rather. You. I'd that rather sounds, stay at home. That's sounds terrible. <laughs> But you got strong though, huh? Yeah, strong, and I learned <laughs> to trade too, and I and I, I went from uh, concrete to uh, carpenter, and then uh, eventually I was doing. Uh, at the end, I was doing trim carpentry, so I didn't have to go outside in the winter and outside in the summer. I was in the air conditioner in the summer and heat in the winter, and <clears throat> making good money. And well, we, I, I was just talking. To I got a phone call because somebody knew that you were coming on, somebody that you actually came on with, uh, a Mr. Grady. Oh. And uh, I was talking to him about (laughs) while he was giving me a lot of dirt on you and uh, telling you that you need to clean up after yourself at fire college. (laughs) 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 Oh, really? As soon as you said said that, I knew what was going to happen. Of course, yeah. I knew it. Well, uh, we talked about how... Back in the day, this job was tradesman and re- really not um, people who went into further education. Now, there's a ton of candidates who are coming on this job with degrees. It's a very different candidate pool than back in, like, when you came on. So, it, it I, I don't know, I don't want to say it. It's better or worse. It's just very different. Um, and it's the caliber of guys were guys who already knew how to work with their hands. They knew how to move heavy stuff. They knew how to, like, work as laborers. And now uh, candidates have to be taught that that type of work. So, you know, and uh, I know we'll, we'll get into 
your time as an educator and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd throw that shot at you before I forgot because I promised them I, I'd, I'd poke yeah, the bear a little it was, bit. It was really – it was just oversight, man. We were taking down some props, and I was I was in a hurry. You know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to keep the students there. You know, they were, they were gracious sure. enough to assist, and, I, you know, so – <laughs> I was just letting the screws fall down. I was going to go get the, you know, the rolling magnet and pick right. them all up. And, and somebody didn't think I did it in a timely enough fashion. So, so I got a little heat and I could take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long did it take you to get hired on there? You, you do get hired on by Fort Wayne. No, no, you no. did. You, you let it go. And you never it, came back. to No, it. I let it go the first time. And then I, uh, Went back, um, so around '91, I started volunteering at a because uh, my buddy's and uncle. He told, he, he told you not to, right? He did, but <laughs> he, it he, didn't, he warned it you. Didn't, it didn't hurt. I don't think. I don't think. So I started volunteering um, where my buddy's uncle was a volunteer, and um, it was a really good place. I, I ended up working there full time, uh, but working full time at a volunteer as a combination department. Okay, yeah. So they had like part time. Yeah, they had two okay. two full time guys, and then um, uh, roughly uh, five or six, maybe seven part time guys. Yeah. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is also brought to you by Tim Ryan, a local twenty seven fifty three guy with Remax Properties Northwest. Yeah. Uh, twenty seven fifty three. He's a uh, he's one of our local guys um, up here by uh, Northwest Side, uh, Northwest Side, and uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we talk about before. You know, we always like to we always like the idea like having you know having a fireman, having one of our guys that can uh, kind of lead us down the right path. And um, from what I hear about Tim Ryan, mediocre fireman, <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal realtor. realtor. Oh my god, phenomenal realtor. This guy. <laughs> But you know what? He's paying his dues, so you can't argue with the guy. So God bless. Thank you, Tim, for your service. Thank you, Tim. If you guys want to find Tim, where do we find him, Vince? Give him a call, 773-578-2464, or... Yeah, make sure to check him out. You can you can also email him at tryanrealestate at gmail.com. That's an easy one. And closed with Tim at... Um, OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ad, ad, that's Instagram. That's the Instagram handle, right? I, I don't know Instagram very well. So yeah. let's go with it. Try Instagram first. Yeah. If you can't find them on that with that handle, right. then go to OnlyFans. Yeah, don't don't try OnlyFans. For me, <laughs> <know>? <laughs> and Tim, you are a terrific fireman. <laughs> terrific. And if you need a terrific fireman, you can call him at 773 <laughs> Tim will take the stress out of buying and selling properties. You're not going to get a salesperson. You're going to get uh, somebody who understands you as a first responder, somebody who's been there. It's not about the, the money with Tim. He yeah. sincerely wants to take care of uh, our community and take care of you guys. Yeah. So look we, him we've up. We've talked about him before, uh, or we've talked about before, like, you know, Tim Tim is the kind of guy when we, when we talk to him on the phone, like, his highest priority was taking care of first responders. So, you know, if, I mean, you can obviously call him if you're not a first responder, but if you are, make sure if you're in the business of, of selling a place or buying a place coming up soon with this market, um, he, you know, we know that he'll take care of you because he, he took care of us very well. Yep. 
Tim Ryan, Remax Properties Northwest. Back when you were being told not to go, there's a stigma to volunteers and the over across the country, there's more volunteers than career firemen. What, and you've, you've been on both sides of it. What's your take on the volunteer side of firefighting? Did you, did you get some education there? Oh did yeah, you, absolutely. Did you learn yeah. some stuff? Yeah. Was, was it, does it deserve the stigma that it gets? Well, some of them do. Uh, some of them, um, and it's not, I don't think it's their fault really. I think it's just your product of your environment. And so luckily, uh, that department where I started volunteering, um, was populated by a lot of city firefighters that, that volunteered on the day off and they work part-time as well. Um, that's so it exactly wasn't, it how wasn't I, a true volunteer. Department. No, it was, it was really more of a paid on call, like but a, there was, there was uh, full-time guys that worked there and part-time guys that filled in. And then there was volunteers that would come in for, for the bigger stuff. And well, I mean, it's paid on call. You still got, uh, you know, a couple of bucks or whatever for a call. So but you're, we, you're there with guys who know what they're doing. And yeah. A lot of guys that really know what they're doing. Yeah. Seasoned guys from Fort Wayne and, um, l- learned a lot, learned a lot of what not to do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and, um, it was, it really was a good place. It was, uh, we had, um, for a, for a county department, you know, cause so cities in the middle, the city of Fort Wayne's in the middle of the county. And so that inner ring of departments around there were at the time were mostly combo departments. And then on the outer ring was a rural, you know, farmland, Amish people and all kinds of things. So, um, there's, there's Amish people in Indiana. Yeah. There's Amish people in Indiana. Not in Indiana. I've, I've seen an Amish firefighter in Pennsylvania, but is it just a bucket? Is it a bucket brigade? <laughs> no, no. They, an Amish uh, person can they, use a, can work a engine. I don't know. He can I, listen, pump. I, you, you I just can't pump. I, I know a lot about I know a lot about Amish, but not that much. <laughs> not that much. I don't know how they get around it. They, He's not allowed to pump. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's not allowed to drive. He can pump, but he can't drive. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. All right. So you decided to be an Amish fireman. Yeah. So uh, so I so I continued to test. Um, I tested for Fort Wayne uh, three more times. Uh, I got, I got to the, I got to this. You can cut this out too. I got to the psych <laughs> interview twice, and so the first time, my buddy, my buddy, said, um, "No one's ever failed a psych test. Don't don't worry." <laughs> so I was, you know, I'm huge. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge smartass. So like I was answering I, I'm picking up on this vibe I was here. I was just so I was answering <laughs> like smart ass questions on the psych test and I failed it of course of course <laughs> why wouldn't I, I mean, so so I I try to get um I try to talk to the chief and I try to talk to everybody and they're like ah, it is what it is you didn't you didn't make it you know try again so I tried again so the next time I made it all the way to the psych test is the last thing right psych and the physical so I made it all the way to psych test again, and uh, I was like, I am not going to fail this. And so I answered it the way I thought they wanted them answered, which is a bad move, too. Anybody listening <laughs> that that's... That didn't work either? <laughs> no, no. No, no. I went into the interview, and the guy's like, hey, do you have a problem with authority? And I was like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> so I failed the psych test twice, and so... 
So I had a I had a buddy whose dad was uh, he, he had a PhD in psychiatry. So I asked him. I was like, Hey, what's the deal with this test? He said, First of all, the test is stupid. There's no reason they should be giving you that test. He said, Second of all, don't even think about it. Just just even if you think they're going to throw you in jail, just answer whatever you think. And so the next time I te- took it, I passed, of course. But that's the that's sound advice, really. Yeah, that's sound advice. Don't don't worry about what they think of you. Just answer what you really think in your head. So. And for all you chiefs out there, the PhD in psychology said the test is stupid. The multi <laughs> uh, Minnesota multiphasic personality inventory is dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of it. You're going to have less Ron Smiths on the job because of that stupid <laughs> fucking test. So get rid of it. Did you imagine Chicago had a psych test? Uh, did they, they had a person. I don't know. I answered the damn whatever. They, ha- they have to have some form, I think. Well, I mean, I know in Indiana you have to have um, some sort of psych test, some background, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm married to a counselor. <laughs> you have a, you, you're, you're receiving a psych test every single day. Every day I walk every in the day. door. She's like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> I go, I lo- and I look at her, what are you, are you crazy? I'm, yeah, so. Yeah, I would, I would feel like, a, like I'm some sort of. So you, you passed, test. but you didn't get hired? I, I passed, so twice. So they, they give you a letter that says, congratulations, you've been accepted to the Forming Fire Academy pending results of the physical and the psychological exam. So I failed the psych twice, test twice. And so um, that's when I decided to start testing Everywhere I could. I mean, anything that I heard. So I ended up testing for this small department that will go unnamed in the in the um, near the corner of the the state, the northeast <laughs> corner of the state. <laughs> um, and I got down to there was two finalists for one job, and uh, I didn't get the job. So um, when I didn't get that job, I swore to myself that. I would never take a job in a small department or a not very busy department. So I was either going to be lar- over a million people protected or busy. So I applied, I think, uh, applied Louisville, Toledo. Uh, so you didn't care where you went. No, you not You just really. wanted to get onto a big Yeah, I just department. wanted to, yeah. So at that, at that time, so... There was a again. We're just kind of circling back. Don't 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 write this out on a timeline because it's not going to be. We don't correct. do timelines. Don't <laughs> so, worry about it. What's the timeline? So, so there was. I was working construction and I was volunteering and I was working part time. I worked part time on an ambulance as an EMT uh, at a neighboring department. And then uh, all the the union in Fort Wayne um, put up a big stink about the guys working uh, at at that department. Saint Joe Township. In County, it's no longer there it's gone so they put up a stink about them guys working there on their duty off off duty days so they all had to quit so when they quit that was that was the time for me to slip in there but so i, <laughs> I slipped in on, it was all part-time positions that those guys were holding because they worked full-time in the city so i worked every part-time spot so i was working full-time i could probably sue them for you know back pay or something but um <laughs> So I was working part-time, but every day. You're doing full-time hours at a part-time job. Yeah. And that, that story is extremely familiar out here to plenty of 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids, you know, guys that are coming. I, I, 
I can't tell you how many times, especially before I got on full-time somewhere, I was working over here, leaving that job to go to another fire department, leaving that fire department, go to another fire department, you know, having three fire department jobs and working yeah. a... Yeah, yeah that's, that's very that's common. Yeah. Your dues, right? Yeah. Isn't that... I think it is over here. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that don't pay any dues. It's like, oh, I asked. Like, my, my buddy from Providence, um, awesome guy. But, like, he was like, he's like, I was 18. Um, my dad woke me up one day and said, aren't you going to go take that fire department test? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll walk over there. So he walked, like, a couple blocks, got on the job. He was on the job for two years and then went to Special Hazards, which is their, which is their rescue company. He's been there ever since. Twenty-eight <laughs> years on a rescue. <laughs> Name names. Name Danny names. Rinaldi. Yeah, Danny Rinaldi. Yeah, Danny Rinaldi. <laughs> Danny had to be woken up. Individual. Yeah, Danny, well played. Well played, Danny. <laughs> well, well played, Danny. <laughs> Pro- proving us all wrong. <laughs> and so like, there was, um, and there was like again, the timeline is messed up, but there was a big chunk in there where bad things were happening. I was doing bad stuff. Um. Uh, and I'm glad that, like, the fire department really, really did save my life. I was, um, when I got divorced, I was doing crazy stuff and, like, drinking every night, you know, riding motorcycles, whatever. And, again, if my kids are listening, I didn't really do that. It's never, <laughs> that really happened. But I was, I was around a lot of very bad people, and I could have went, you know, the wrong way. Um, one story that I tell people all the time is, uh, I had a, an acquaintance, so it's not gonna, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to call him a friend, but I had an acquaintance that was executed by the state. Okay. Very bad person. And he was in your, your friend group, though, huh? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, so there you go. You were, you were just one fire test away from <laughs> a neck tattoo and a biker gang, oh, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's why my wife won't let me get a motorcycle, because she said, I'll right. join a gang. <laughs> That'll bring out bad Ron. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hey, which, well, which Ron do we have here right now? Oh, God. we're so this far bull- away from the bad Ron. Right, it's cool. fine. We're, it's fine. Our, I just didn't know if we were like bullpen Ron or whatever. <laughs> no, it's good Ron. Good Ron. Especially if my kids are listening. Goodness. <laughs> right, we got to take the recorder for later tonight if... Uh, <laughs> Bad Ron needs to go back. <laughs> no, no, he's gone. He's, all right, all right, he's never gone. He's just oh, he's gone. deep, deep, deep in there. <laughs> well, where did you finally get on? So, where where was your first fire job? So, my first fire job was the St. Joe Township. I started working there full time, and then um, one of the guys, uh, one of the guys left for the city of Fort Wayne. Well, first off, we definitely want to uh, we definitely want to take a shout out to um, uh, the frontline team, right, Vince? The frontline our team, our boys, the frontline team uh, supporting the podcast. You 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 know Tom Kelly, right? I do. He's a frontline team guy. Yes, he is. He's out there. Uh, you guys have a guy who uh, for your uh, mortgages and home loans. Frontline team six three zero five three four two nine hundred. You guys have a guy now. Frontline yeah. team. He, uh, yeah. he did a mortgage for my niece and stuff. Did you? You yeah. had a you had a frontline team uh, yeah. action, didn't uh, you, Steve? They, you know, I um, good friends with Josh Hill and Joey Matthews from Local Seven One Seven. Joey Matthews has moved on to bigger, better things, but Josh was my guy, and man, did he take care of me? I didn't even have to leave my house <laughs> to refinance. Yeah, I, 
and and he same thing with my niece. Same thing. He knocked it out of the park, and the woman showed up to my house and knocked on the door, and she goes, "Sign these," and I'm like, "That's it." She's like, "Yeah, that's it." Boom, refinance. <laughs> Saved me a ton of money. It was unbelievable. So, really, truly, if you're a first responder, even if you're not, the frontline team from the Federal Savings Bank, Instagram, Facebook, the frontline team, Josh, yes. Josh Hill. Uh, Tom Kelly, Tom Joey Kelly. Matthews. I, I mean, they are all uh, yeah, Billy, uh, first same responders thing and yeah. veterans. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Kelly, uh, 116 was great to my niece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom, the, done. They're all first responders. Saved and, a ton of money. Yeah, and listen, they're, they're not going to fuck you. No. Because then they're going to have to hear about it from every firehouse. <laughs> oh, they don't want to hear that. Right. Listen, from, I, from Lake Forest <laughs> all the way to the south suburbs, yeah, Joliet, Tom, I, they don't want to hear about it. Fact, Tom Kelly did not want to end up in the woods in my place. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if you did get fucked by them, call us <laughs> because they will never hear the end yeah. of it. So, like, they don't they don't work for Chase. They don't work for this bank. Like, yeah. they, they're they not buying it anybody. Josh even shopped around for a product for me that he doesn't even provide. That's how stand-up a guy is. He's like, That's listen, I can't do this for you, but this is your best shot at what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's that dick thing, right? <laughs> the, the thing that pull her, like it's metal on both sides, I think, and it pulls it. This is very intimate details that yes. I don't want to share I'm sorry, yeah. guys. between well, Josh and I. Vince will cut this. He doesn't know how recording I is. am definitely so, not <laughs> cutting this. That was the Frontline team. 630-534-2900. Give these guys a call. They're great guys. The city of Fort Wayne. Did you, now, did you get your first fire as a volunteer or yeah, was it? Yeah, first it, fire as a volunteer. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was, did you have I was to drive into the, it or were you already? No, at, I was sleeping at the station. So I didn't live. So where the department was, was out in the suburbs. I always, I, li- I spent my whole life in the, in the city, in the inner city. And like I said, not great places. Um, so, um. That's one of the things that I think is funny. That a lot of people, a lot, a lot of inner city youth would say, well, I, I don't have the same opportunities as these kids out in the suburbs. They can go volunteer and they hit, they can, you know, get ahead on the fire test. Well, I mean, I lived in the city. I, I made, you know, I mean, it was, um, I wanted it so bad that I was willing to drive out there and sleep at the firehouse and whatever, whatever it took. So, yeah, I got... Uh, <laughs> so. You're you're at your volunteer firehouse. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping. Yep. And you get do you get toned out? Do you guys have tones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get toned yeah. out, and you're like, home run. Yep. This is oh it, my baby. God. This is it. This yep. is it. Yep. And how many people are just you and another guy on? No, duty? there's there's uh no we're just um there's at the time there was nobody at night. They just had day day tours really, so night was covered by volunteers. So me and another guy. They actually came on after me. We're sleeping at the firehouse. Fire comes in. We had to wait for a driver to come, and then so you're an you're an engine company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And first you, you first out have, is the engine. you don't have a driver. We don't have a driver. So you have to sit there and wait. Two. Yeah. For two, somebody to drive in. Just two guys with no fires. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy oh came my God, from that's home. So crazy. Two guys came from home. Driver and uh, how long did that take? Ah, uh, just not very long. No. A lot okay. of guys live really close. Yeah. So, um, so now it's three guys on the engine. There's four of us on the engine. Four, okay. Yep. So, and the rule was like if you're if you're on the side of the fire, you get the nozzle. So, it, luck, unluckily, it was on the other side of the rig. So we got the garage door was open. The guy's home. It was a wood burning stove that had 
caught the attic on fire. So, um, and this this may actually sound spectacular to some listeners, but I'm telling you, this is the honest to God truth. This is honest, uh, on, on my mother, <laughs> on my mother, on my kids. Um, so the guy that's on the fire side gets the nozzle, stretches it into the garage, up to the door to the house, and he says, "There's something wrong with my mask. Take the nozzle." I said, "All right." Whatever. So I take the nozzle, I go in the house, and the guy that's that's riding the front seat comes blasting in there with a, he's got a little closet hook too, which is stupid. But he's got this <laughs> little closet hook and he's like, It's it's hotter than hell in here. And I was like, There's I think it's as clear as this, right? He's like, It's hotter than hell in here and he sticks his hook up in the ceiling and pulls it right directly out the same hole. So there's a hole about that big, <laughs> like just orange just ripping around in there so there's a wood-burning stove right next to it so there's a a set of you know pokers and stuff and the shovel so i grab the poker and i hook a little bit of the ceiling and i start putting the fire out like no one's in there with me (laughs) (laughs) my very first fire dude panicked and and um tim if you're listening you're you're a sissy (laughs) shouldn't have been on the rig bro Come on, Tim. Closet hook, really? Come yeah. on. And he was a he was a famous t shirt maker back in the day, but he's he's no longer on the fire department. I think he I think he rode off into obscurity somehow. He's so probably he's probably checking groceries or something. Hopefully Tim doesn't listen. Yeah. I, Tim. I don't I don't even care, man. I mean just, <laughs> his brother was a bit of a so jerk too. His whoever's city. Who, so you can't influence the engineer to steer to your side. No, it's just it's wherever just, the just luck of the draw. Yeah. So if you have a good idea of how your city's laid out, you you're gonna know who's gonna grab the nozzle. And yeah. is it you no, have the assigned no, seating? No, because no, out there out there it was very different because you know, you could pull into a driveway. You may be on the on the even side of the street or whatever, but when they pull into the driveway, man, all bets are off. You, it just doesn't these matter. guys will pull into a driveway? Oh, the, out there, yeah, sure. We were in the driveway. This oh, is isn't it? Chicago, Vince. I, I, can't, not, ra- I just can't wrap my brain around this. This isn't is suburban Schomburg. This is, <laughs> no, this, yeah, this is Indiana. This is, it's suburban. So, it's suburban no exposure problems. <laughs> it, was, it was literally where that fire was. It was on Wheelock Road. So literally outside of there is, is farmland. Where do you guys like, get water? Oh, we had hydrants, bro. It wasn't okay. Well, <laughs> no, we did have a we did have a tanker, but uh, but that was just for the outlying area. It was where we mostly did our work was was actually, you know, suburb uh, suburban. Really, I mean, we had. Um, you can ask him about Amish people next. Was the we Amish guy on that one? No, there's no. We no. didn't have Amish guys. Oh. Bro. There was there was a we gotta have an Amish guy on Amish. this. If if you're Amish and you're listening to this podcast, please. Send us a message at steve at chicagosbravest.com. We want you on the show. I don't check that email. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, send it to Ron. Yeah, send it to Ron, Ron Smith Ron, at Ron, gmail. Ron. <laughs> I'm not going to give out my email. <laughs> I almost did, really. We'll give out your phone number on the on the Facebook later. Right. That's fine. So. <laughs> So we're in the land of part-time volunteer. How did you make your way to Gary? So, like I said, I was filling out applications where it was busy, and and so um, there where um, when I when I first got divorced, I moved back in with my mom, and we lived in this uh, trailer. I'm straight out the trailer like Kid Rock. Um, <laughs> so we were living in this trailer, and there's a a department that was really close to her 
her trailer. So I started volunteering there. And they were a neighboring department. We mutual aid a lot of times. I knew a lot of those guys. Did they know how salty you were by then? Knocking fires by yourself. No, which is the wood no. burning poker. No, I'll get I'll get to that in a second because there's an even funnier story about that. Seriously, so um, so I was there. I worked part time on the ambulance there, but you could not cross over. You could not like even if a raging inferno came in, you could not leave the ambulance to ride the fire rigs. You had to wait till volunteers came in to relieve you on the ambo. No, to ride the rigs. No, you, you were on the ambo. You were on the, the ambo. ambo. That's it. Single roll, if you will. Single rolling EMTs, <laughs> part time. <laughs> so, um, so I was there, um, uh, and there was a we had a, a state hazmat guy. He worked for state fire marshal's office. He did hazmat around the state, and he went to Gary for a hazmat run, and he said they invited me back to ride. They said I could ride the rescue if I wanted. So I went back there, and I was riding. He said we had three fires. And I left. I got tired of it. I said, <laughs> what? what time was that? And he's like, like 8 o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, my God. Do you have their number? <laughs> <laughs> so me and my buddy were already riding in Detroit. But you had a big mountain of paperwork to fill out for Detroit. Gary was like one page, like, have your chief sign it. If it's okay, you can come ride. So I started riding there, and it was... It was great. It was like being on the job. Like they would, they would literally hand you the nozzle. They would leave the nozzle at the porch. Was this back in the day when Gary was really shorthanded? They, the, no, guys, actually, you guys had an issue uh, years back where yeah. you guys were fighting for your no, jobs. Actually, back then when I was riding, uh, I started riding in like ninety two, three, ninety three, yeah. I think. And um, and life was good out in Gary. It was good. Yeah, yeah. they were they were um, they had the casino boats. Um, they had actually the reason oh, I that's started right. riding. Was, those were in Gary. Yeah, the reason I started riding was because uh, they had a brand new rescue, heavy rescue. So, uh, and you know, realistically at the time for fires, it was probably the busiest rig in the country. I mean, for yeah. like per person per job, like it was there was nobody. What was, was really the, doing the landscape that. of Gary back then? Just it was very much like burnt out, low yep. income, wild wild just, west. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Crime, just, high just crime. rich for firefighting, huh? Yep. And so I rode. I rode with the same guys all the time for the most part. And I rode. I, I continued to ride in Detroit. And I rode in Chicago a little bit. And I can we can talk about that, too, because, you know, you know I, may, I may know some guys you know. But <laughs> um, so just just riding there. And then, you know, like I said, I was I was going for someplace busy or or. So the reason that I did that, though, was because when I was young, and taking fire classes, I would always immediately flip back to the bio. Like, I didn't care what the class was. You just want to see who I wrote it. Cleared where you, yeah. Check where you're from. So, like, if you're, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, high-rise fires and you're, you know, like, the assistant chief of Johnny Appleseed Township, like, I'm not right. going to go to that class. You were looking for some salt there, mm -hmm. huh? Yep. Credibility. Yeah, credibility. So, yeah, and like I said, my buddy's dad was an instructor. He's a well-known instructor in the state. So I always wanted, that's what I wanted to do. I want to be an instructor. So, uh, without the street cred, I just don't think that you, like, even if you have great message and there's a lot of guys out there with, you know, that, that work in small departments that have a great message, but like, I think it's going to be lost on a lot of people if, if they look at where you're from, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. That's just how, I, that's just human nature. And that's the nature of this business. 
you want to be learning from somebody who's actually been through what you're going to be experiencing. Yeah. I, I don't, I think that's just nature. Mm-hmm. So, um, Detroit was very low paid at the time. I didn't really want to work there. Uh, and they were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a horrible place. I had a great time riding there, but, um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, stuff that was going on. Extracurricular. That's okay. No, I, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I have a great story about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want, to, want me to go there yet or not. This episode brought to you by the Firefighting Depot. Visit them at thefirefightingdepot.com. Check out their fire by trade hose straps. These two inch heavy duty hose straps come in lengths of 23 inches, 29 inches, and 36 inches. Useful for any universal application. Check out these hose straps and anything else you need on the fire ground at thefirefightingdepot.com. Um, but you know, I just wanted to be someplace busy because I wanted to, I wanted to practice it. You know, like I mean, what, what good is it to be a plumber if there's never a leak? And I just wanted to I wanted to do it. So you, I, Nick, our friend Nick was going to have me try and get that out of him, but it came out. Naturally. It came, it came out, out naturally, organically. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that forever, but you know, I mean, it's, just, it's true though. I mean. Well, Nothing sucks worse than, than having a skill and not being able to use it. Like, seriously. Yeah. Let's see what Nick told me. Let me check here. Why oh. go Why go through doubles of football in the summer if you ain't going to get on the field and play? Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So um, did you see the picture we posted? Yeah. Okay. That came from Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Nick's favorite picture. That was pic. my, the only my pic- buddy from Pennsylvania was riding with us. It's the only fucking picture Nick's got. <laughs> See it all the goddamn time. So now this is Tired bash Nick. No, come on. Yeah. No, he's on. no, he's no, got that. He, he's got that one where he's where he's crushing a dart on the back step. Yeah, after yeah, yeah, after yeah, the yeah. big job. Yeah, all right, we got to post that one. We got to find that. We'll post that for <laughs> Red him. Dragon. But uh, no, Nick actually has nothing but favorable things to say about you. And I, I was hoping he was going to bash you a little bit, but he actually doesn't. And I'm a little disappointed. I'm but, disappointed as well. <laughs> but can you tell us your attire at his graduation? His graduation? Yeah. I was uh, I was a drill master, so I probably had some cross bugles someplace. Well, he he said you were in a dress. What? <laughs> At his graduation? No, I was not. I was not. Yeah, yeah, I was in the band. Yeah, I was <laughs> no, in the band. It was a kilt. <laughs> it's a kilt. It's not a dress. Because a dress, you wear panties underneath. <laughs> <laughs> No, at their graduation, I think, I'm pretty sure I was I was a drill master when they graduated, so yes, I was in the, I yes. was in a class A uniform. He don't remember. He yeah. doesn't. No, he's Come making on, stuff stop. up. No. Yeah, liar. <laughs> All right, so uh, you've decided you're like I want to be somewhere busy. Um, you're flipping through the back of the book, making sure the guys talking about high rise <laughs> fires aren't from Farmtown USA. Mm-hmm. You, when did you sit down, and what year did you sit down and take the Gary test? I took the. Test. I think it was. I think we took it in '97. Everything there. I, I've been telling everybody for years and years. Uh, everything you know. Bureaucracy turns slow, right? 
no matter where, you know, we talk about any municipality, there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of wheels in the, in the machine. Bean counters, all yep. that stuff. But in Gary, it turns a little bit slower, just a little <laughs> bit slower because um, there's been, you know, there's a lot of um, oversight to try to alleviate some corruption because there's been in the past, there's been a lot of corruption. Yeah, we don't so, know anything about that. So right, so there's a lot of friction now. So, um, and I, and I think that I honestly, to tell you the truth, at the time, I can only speak from when I went through it. It seemed like it was really fair. It really did. It seemed fair. It, um, the the testing process yeah. seemed mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Okay. But it was just long. So I think I I think I tested in '97. It might have been '96. Uh, late 96 or early 97, and then ended up getting hired. Um, I got hired in 98, but they had to move it back because of a snowstorm, so we ended up getting hired on January 6th of 1999. You mean they didn't they didn't lose your applications after the test? Somebody no. Nobody threw away all the applications after the test? No, no, oh, okay. no. I did. I did, uh, I did uh, apply for Chicago Fire Department in 1995 where they did. I, interest card where they did not call me. Yeah. It's laying under a desk somewhere. I'm here, sure right? it is. They may call me. Hey, you still want this job? <laughs> hey, we just found this car. Yep. Uh, yep. Any I'll chance that we could take you? They didn't yeah. even blow the dust off of it. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess we owe you a job. Uh, so. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll retire, collect my pension, and come over here. <laughs> well, you you uh, now you get on what. Uh, What's your first year look like? How was your probation over there? So you go uh, uh, five months of academy, 20 weeks. Uh, I was already an EMT at the time, so we that just... That was all- a condition of employment? No, was, no, no, no. So no, no is, condition of employment. Is Gary an ALS department? Uh, we do have... Yeah, we, um, at the time, it was uh, civilian EMTs and paramedics. Paramedics in a chase car, BLS ambulances. Really? Mm-hmm. A paramedic in a chase car, so like in a yep. buggy. Yep. And they would just go to these EMS runs and. Yep. Whenever they were needed, or you know. Oh man, I dispatch initially. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we went through first responder in the academy, and because I was already an EMT, it didn't like I had to. I had to help a couple guys. Um. I did. I literally did. Um, teach. My academy class fire behavior. <laughs> the chief would train because they, they just switched curriculums and the chief said, Does anybody know this? And I was like, This is a setup. I'm not going to, uh, there's no way I'm going to bite on this. I'm not doing this. Never volunteer, right? So um, he's like, No, he's like, I'm serious. If anybody knows this, you know, you feel free to say something. So I was like, Reluctantly, I was like, Yeah, because I was in charge of training at my old job. So I had been teaching it to you knew all the, the new curriculum. guys. Yeah, I knew the curriculum. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And he said, well, I'll come up and do it. So I did it. And you got to see it from what I understand. I probably got, I probably got did Grady say that? Because <laughs> Grady, Robert, if you're listening, I know. He always, you know, he's he was always competing with me in test scores. There was a clear winner, but. <laughs> well, you. I love him to death. Don't get me wrong. Well, you make you make it out of there, and how big is that? How big is Gary? Uh, at the time, I believe there was about a hundred thousand residents, maybe a little bit more. How many stations? 
there were 14 stations Four, total. Oh, really? Uh, one of them, sixes, was the training academy. So there was no active apparatus in there because the door was too small. Really? And the floor was too unstable, so they couldn't put a full-size apparatus in there. And then uh, 14s was at the airport, which, but was staffed by city city personnel. Was it like the the city where it's a slow rig? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh they, yeah, there's there's very um, there's been a couple commercial airlines in and out of there, but for the most part, it, right now it's uh, it's all um, cargo. Yeah, and it's civilians now. They closed that and gave it up. And where where did you go right out of the academy? I went. I was assigned to truck four, but the way the things work, uh, you don't go right to the truck. You go. You go to the engine first. They want you to start on an engine? Yeah. With everybody. Well, well, I mean, that's how that crew worked. Oh. So I was assigned. There was an opening at truck four, but, and I was excited. But within the house, they want you on the engine? Yeah. Okay. Learn the engine first, and then, and then you can do the truck. So you're, you're, on paper, you're on that truck, but in the house, they put you through everything so you can cross the floor whenever they need you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it was basically by seniority. Once you, once you... Uh, were able to prove yourself, and then you moved over to the truck for the most part. And, and so again, if you got a if you got to run though, are you? I'm on the engine. You're on the oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't even learn truck work until you're all done with the engine stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah, wow. yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so yeah, you got it? yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll take a break. We'll uh, we'll pause right here. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's bravest stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.